2: helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer.
3: Welcome into a very special Unbreakable and Mental Health Podcast with Jay Glazer. I'm Jay Glazer, and this is the most special guest I've ever had on in my entire life. And before I get to her, just a quick word here from our title sponsor, Carolyn. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year yet far too many fell to receive the support they need. Carolyn Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of Whole Health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carolyn Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. The way this came about is wonderful people over at Fox Sports Radio and a lot of people out there have said, man, we have never seen you better. We've never seen a better version of, Of Jay Glazer. And I said, well, Rosie is really the reason why my beautiful fiance Rosie Tennyson, she's why. And you know, I finally, after all these years, found a partner who could really lift me up and I feel comfortable and safe for the first time in my life. And they said, great. Let's get Rosie on. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not getting Rosie on. Absolutely not. And they said, do you know how many people you could help and give hope to if the two of you came on and just talked about not only Rosie's life which is unbelievable like she's the reality show of all reality shows and the success story of success stories for all little girls out there trying to make it but also just the hope that we can give people that it's never too late to find love and also to give people insight into what she does to help me when my crazy gets out of control when my gray gets really dark and deep what she does to help lift me up and to be there for me so I am this better version So this is for Don and Scott and Maury and Justin and everybody else out there who has said this is the best version of Jay Glazer they've seen. Everybody welcome my beautiful fiance Rosie Tennyson.
1: Oh, thank you, babe. (laughs) That's quite the introduction.
3: (laughs) It is quite the introduction. And move (laughs) up to Rosie. Thank you. So what was your favorite acting or modeling job you did? And now like she'll come up with that. And by the way, here's the thing that the crazy part. Rosie ended up graduating. Oh, UCLA. UCLA in?
1: Broadcasting. or ju-
3: Yeah, broadcast journalism yeah. because she wanted to be a sports reporter. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I don't know this until a year ago. Like, hello? Like, Rosie, <laughs> how do you fail to tell me this? And then tells me she was a researcher in Fox Sports in the early 90s. Like the same thing I did to start my career at CBS, log in game tape. Yeah, and I'm watch like,
1: watch and like put in the, like, I'm telling you right now. That. Austin, <laughs> we
3: saw his playmate sitting there doing, and she's over there in the research. You're like, you got, I, I, you gotta kid me. And like, again, she doesn't tell me this till like recently. There, like, oh, by the way, very
1: long. I was only there for a couple of weeks. And then I ended up oh. like, like going on to what I do now, but it was fun. It was. Oh,
3: fun. so that, okay. 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 So you do that. Uh, and then after that, you know i've told you guys it's it's never too late to make a change right you, i've talked about this you can change your life in a fraction of a second and you decide to yes. you decide to get out of modeling altogether you and your sister together at your height right
1: well yeah we had we modeled for years and years and years but then after a while i kind of was like you know what i i kind of just the i just lost the thrill and wanted to do something else so i remember i was thinking gosh what could i do what could i do and then i was watching this Oprah show called Find Your Passion. And they were like telling you, if you could do anything and, and a, a genie came down and said, hey, you know, you could do whatever you want. It's not, no one's telling you, you don't have the experience, you're too old or this or that. What would you do? And my sister and I were like, well, we would probably do something in fashion because we used to like design our own clothes and all the stuff. So that's what we kind of were like, well, wait, what if we did something in fashion? What if we start like a clothing company, which was like something we never would have thought of or never would have even allowed ourselves to even dream to do. And like, well, slowly but surely we started like, you know. So
3: you, putting, how old are you at this time that you decided gosh, to reinvent yourself?
1: It was like probably in her thirties. Okay. Yeah. So you decide in your thirties, yeah. you're
3: going to re- completely reinvent yeah. Yeah. your yeah. whole life and whole career. Yeah. So I want people to hear that too. That's brave. Yeah, that's it's never, that takes courage. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it, Cause it's a completely different than what we were doing. So we just started off like small and we got like a little kiosk. and Like this is, you, you know, a kiosk in, and, Idaho, which okay. but we were flying back from. So a
3: kiosk in a mall in Idaho, yeah. and you were so you started selling clothes. Uh,
1: we were doing accessories, think, accessories at the time, yeah. Okay. You were so, designing them, making those little uh, rhinestone okay. jewelry and stuff like okay. that. It was like a little crazy. So it started there. Yeah, right? it started small, and then we like you know several kiosks, and then a friend of ours was telling us, hey, you know, you should combine these into like one store.
3: But you were still living here or did you move back yeah, of would fly back and forth. So you'd fly back and forth and yeah. you would just have people run those kiosks. For yeah.
1: You. Yeah. Okay. And then we ended up getting our first brick and mortar in, um, Santa Monica. Okay. This is like our very first like store, which was like, like the start of like.
3: And their store is called Varga.
1: It's called Varga. Yeah. Right. And, uh, it was
3: named fun. after Alberto Varga, who was the, yeah,
1: what, he does like play. the pinup drawings from like the fifties. And it's like, it's really cool because it was like a, Really cool time, like when women were like very fashionable and they were dressed really like Elizabeth Taylor or Marilyn Monroe or right. Audrey Hepburn. So it's inspired by that kind of concept,
3: right? And then, so then you get one brick and mortar, mm-hmm. and you have since gone on to build this empire of how many brick and mortars?
1: We've opened quite thirty Vargas over the course of since since then since we started. Stores. Yeah, thirty stores. <laughs> so
3: again, I, a little crazy. I don't want to throw this, yeah. no, thirty yeah. stores. But again, Han, I love you. To go from these two little girls who are making a dollar an hour working in these fields of topping corn and hoeing beets and getting their dad stealing the money from them to going out and having a very successful, like getting off, off that farm in Idaho, having a very successful, you know, career in modeling and doing it authentically and not having to sell your soul for it. And then in your thirties to say, we're going to pivot and do something completely different and build something that big on it is. Incredible.
1: Oh, thank that, you.
3: <laughs> that, it's incredible. And Rosie has a hard time with realizing how successful she's been, how magnificent that is. Like This is the same two girls who had their arms draped around them in Idaho watching the cars drive to L.A. And you have both done that. If that ain't the American dream, <laughs> folks, I don't know what it is. It, if that ain't two girls saying, I don't care what uphill battles we have, we are going to overcome them and make our dreams come true. I don't know what that is. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs>
3: can you give yourself a little grace and love yourself yeah,
1: up I can love myself up. Yeah. It's hard to give yourself credit, I guess, for all the work. Cause we were always striving to do more and do more and do more. And then at some point I was like, wait, you know what? We've already done so much. Sometimes you kind of just need to just kick back and like, enjoy everything that you've done mm-hmm. and see it. But it's sometimes hard to see for sure.
3: But, but that's the thing. It's a huge lesson for everybody. It's like, that's where we get in problems is that we're, we want more, 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 more. And you never get to enjoy what you have, 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 have. Exactly. And what you've yeah. done, 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 done. Like that's a big thing. And that's a huge thing that gets us in trouble in between our ears, you know, with anxiety, uh, and with, with the grave. We get stuck in the gray because you don't allow yourself that grace of, so yeah, I did this. Yeah, I've done this. And it, it's a, it's a huge thing that we now work on with Rosie. So she could start loving herself for up for all this. Rosie does it with me so I can love myself up for all the different things I've done. I've reinvented myself five different times, you yeah. know, with, yeah. with different things, with businesses, charities and, you know, from NFL to MMA to, you know, mental health now, like God, I've, you know, reinvented a, a bunch, um, but we really have to love ourselves up for what we've done.
1: That's true. Right. <laughs> Thank you, babe.
3: All right. So now we're going to shift into how Rosie and I met and, we met in COVID. I had gone to Pittsburgh on a business trip right before everything shut down. And I come back to my house, and my friend, Nikki Ziering, is there, who was my assistant at the time. She was Ian Ziering's ex-wife, and uh, she had done Playboy <laughs> and, and Price is Right with Rosie. Well, I come home, and I have the Tennyson twins at my house, and they are shit face <laughs> drunk, just sitting there at my house. I'm like, and I knew who the Tennyson tw- twins were. I didn't expect to ever see them at my house. I'm like, this is pretty fantastic right here. And Rosie and I just became friends in COVID. Like, you know, here in in LA, like no one wanted to look at you. And and all our businesses were closed down. And a couple of different times we hung out just as friends. And one night, Nikki and and Renee ended up going off in this deep conversation. And I really got to sit there and talk with Rosie. And we started talking about God. And mm-hmm. our face. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. And we just started bonding. It was about three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so I shifted over from me as a friend to, man, this woman is fantastic. And I said, can I take you on a date? And you're like, yeah, 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 we, we could do that. Okay. But I literally go like what she said to me that night was just so different than anything else. And what she said, by the way, she had been on, I was running a, Merge, okay, an MVP, MVP session, yeah, it was MVP. Right, yeah. I had her come on because actually wrote, Rosie donated clothes to some of our veterans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She donated a lot of her equipment, in her store, to a lot of our veterans. Yeah, right. From merging vets and players, um, so I said, well, I'd love to have you come on, and I'd love for these people to thank you. So come on a session on Zoom, and we had about hundred vets and players, and it was man, really cool. Was by
1: the way, it's very really it's like cool amazing. and
3: yeah. uh, putting them together, and, I, and I'm coaching it, and. Rosie had said to Nikki.
1: Oh, yeah. So I I was watching the the session and Jay is always the one that's like, you know, leading the pack over there and Cheering up, out, just encouraging everybody, and just really, really positive. And I was just, I could see how much he was like helping out everybody. Like he's just like being like this motivational person. So I was just like, wow, this this guy, he's so amazing. He he takes care of all these people. That's what you were just like giving. So giving what you're saying, but I I was like, but who takes care of him? That's what I was just like wondering because I was like, wow, he's so like he's just giving so much for everybody. But you know, I was just like. Who takes care who of him. Who takes care of him. And then, and then after I, I after yeah.
3: she said it again. She said yes. And then she says to Nikki again, hey, remember I said, man, this guy takes care of so many people, but who takes care of him? I think I want to be the one that takes care of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like I said, yeah. 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 <laughs>
3: yeah. That very yeah. same night, I said to her sister Renee, Rosie's never been married. She said, nope. And that's the other part we have to tell you about Rosie. She said, nope. I said, Why? And Renee said, because all she does is take care of everybody else. So she's never given herself time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right.
3: To take care of anybody. She always takes care of everybody else. I said, wow, I'm going to marry your sister. <laughs> I literally said that to Renee. And Renee's like, mm, OK, yeah, sure you are.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Right? Whatever.
3: Sure you are. And I said, no, I'm going to marry your sister. And it's the first time I'd ever felt like that in my life. First time I'd ever. And I heard what you said from Nikki that you said, man, who this guy takes care of so many people, but who takes care of him? I want to be the one to take care of him. I've just never heard that in my life. I've never, ever, ever heard that. And I was like, that's my Aww. soulmate. Aww.
1: That's my <laughs> wife.
3: And again, Rosie here has literally like helped out all her brothers get jobs and move them in with her and helped her sister and her relationship. she's just taken care of everybody else and those 30 stores. And she's just never given herself grace to say, it's my turn. So I think at one point you said, it's just not going to happen for you, right?
1: Yeah, I was so like, I kind of was so career driven. And plus I was like, you know, I was kind of had people like I was helping out and stuff, but in doing so, I just looked up and I was like, wait a second. I realized I was like, I didn't get married. I didn't have a family. It's like, you know, I just, at one point I was kind of depressed because I felt like I, I had just missed the boat and I was just, it was too late. And so I was like, wait a second, you know, wow. So I re- remember like, thinking like it was just not going to happen but it did it's it it's never too late that's what right it's never too late like that's the but thing You also like,
3: started writing down yeah i
1: started when i your new life oh <laughs> yes 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 so so i was like just kind of putting out to the universe what i wanted so i kept like making all my passwords i was like i changed them to to new life i was wanting a new life um i was i was putting everything like a quite like best life this life so i was like kind of thinking in my head like what i wanted to attract and it was so neat. Right before we met,
0: she yeah,
3: all our paths to everything. new life. When we meet twenty yeah. yeah. twenty, yeah, new life twenty twenty. Everything was new life twenty twenty. It's like yeah. it became so. Instead of you taking care of everybody else, it's wishing, it's the wishing. First for, like, time you, yeah. allowed like, yourself to say, "Yeah, I am worthy of this. Yeah. I've got to make a change.
1: Yeah, that was big. Yeah, which was so unlike right. me, and because I just had kind of gotten caught in a rut of doing the same thing over and over and over. And so I was like, you know what? In order for things to change, I have to change. I have to be different. So when Nikki called me to come over, that was something I may not have done. But then instead of saying no, I started saying yes. I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I'll come over. Yeah. Let's say, yeah, I've seen you all. So, but that one, you know, meeting of coming over to see Nikki brought me to meet you, which changed my life. So it's like, right. you know, you're just like. One person away from like your life changing, or one you know like moment meeting, away, right? yeah, that changes your life. So one if, away, if, like, I yeah. did that once. Yes, yeah.
3: I did that one away as a motivate weekly motivation. I got it from Rosie. She said, "You're one away. You're one meeting away from changing your life. One
1: opportunity. One
3: opportunity. One dinner. One person. One day. One person. You're one away from one
1: your encounter. life changing. Yeah. Right?
3: One encounter exactly. from your life changing. And she started believing that. Yeah. And she was. And thank God Almighty, it happened because we met.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase.
4: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
3: So now, our first date, we were closed in COVID, and while we were closed, we went down and took a bottle of wine down by the beach in Santa Monica. It was pretty hilarious. There was a guy with an acoustic guitar sitting next to us, (laughs) and we're still trying to kind of feel each other out, and we actually, we drove to Malibu for a little bit, because what a much you could do. We came back to Santa Monica, where she lives. I had a bottle of wine I brought. We sat down there, and there was a guy with an acoustic guitar, so he was like, man, this is great. This is
1: (laughs) was by the Ferris School. It was very romantic.
3: It was very, very beautiful romantic. It was perfect. And all of a sudden, the guy says, hey, you two on a first date? We said, yeah. He goes, I got a song for you. And in acoustic sings...
1: Babies
3: got <laughs> baby got back. Baby got back. But he was like a real. But not, baby God. got back. He said, yeah, he was like, baby, baby got back. Oh my God. <laughs> it's really funny. And I'm like, babe, just so but, you know, this is how my life is. If really something funny. crazy <laughs> could happen, this yeah, is how it's going to really,
1: be. It was actually really good. Right. Like, <laughs> but
3: so I said, you'll always be entertained. Okay. So now our second date, Santa Barbara was open. I called Troy Aikman, who lives in Santa Barbara. And I say, brother, man, do you know, um, the Tennyson twins, he's like, Rosie Renee? I said, yeah, I know who they are. I said, man, I'm, I'm going on a date with Rosie. He goes, oh, wow, good for you. I said, but I want to take her to Santa Barbara because L.A. is not open. And I know you live there. Is there a restaurant you can get me into that you'll love? He goes, I love this Italian restaurant. I'll catch you guys in. You're set. We drive up to Santa Barbara on our second date. We're in there, and then we go to Lucky's for a little nightcap over there. And all of a sudden – our phones start pinging and ringing and ringing, pinging and ringing, and everybody's like, oh, "You're right, you're right." I'm like, yeah, "I'm doing great. I'm with one of the Tennyson twins in Santa Barbara, <laughs> fantastic." And her phone's lighting up, and then my friend's like, "Yo, you need to come over there. Yo, you need to come over there." And I'm like, "What is going on?" And that was the night of the riots that happened here in L.A. And her cell phone, which shows her store, which was in Santa Monica Place, which shows it, everybody really. looting. <laughs> The entire mall, that mall destroys everything, and that's her main store. So here we are on our second date, and they are putting her out of business. I yeah. smashed everything, yeah, it just, every, yeah. and we're just watching it from her phone of them smashing the windows of the stores next right. to her. Yeah, yeah. And a, yeah. they didn't get, they didn't smash her one. There's two stores they didn't smash the windows
1: of, right? Ours Yours and Spanx. Everything else, no idea own. why. I don't know.
3: And and I didn't think they know knew you were a black owned yeah, store, I don't, but I don't know. you got spare, But it yeah. didn't matter the whole mall out of yep. business. Rosie. Yeah, it was
1: like intense. The National Guard was there. It was just, it was yeah. really crazy. And
3: meanwhile, I'm trying to fly back at one o'clock in the morning and get her there. And even though like, what are we going to do? But I also want to make sure like my, my house was safe. And so we ended up getting back there. Unfortunately, Rosie lost her store.
1: Yeah, we ended forever. up having to close that store because that mall, it just, it's yeah. still, it's still struggling because it's just, right. you know. But it was- still had
3: to pay rent. And then all her other stores, that were closed. She still had to pay rent for
1: it. Yeah, this it COVID so, was was very rough it was really hard for a lot time of people. For, yeah, for you, yeah, right? For really sure. difficult for time. sure. Yeah, for sure.
3: And here you are in a new relationship, and I was just like, "Hey, you know, we dated for about ten months or something like that." And I knew, man, this girl's my soulmate. She's it for me. And Rosie ends up breaking up with me. <laughs> NFC Championship game, right after. I'm like, "Babe, we're gonna have a whole, like, our whole offseason now come. We're really gonna work on everything." And she said, "No." I'm not coming home today. I, I just, we need a break. I'm like, what? She goes, I need to go save my store. And I know company, you need a lot yeah. of attention and time. And the only way I'm going to do this is I have to do this. I have to go. I'm going to pull us out of debt. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I got it. I got it. I said, nope, nope. And she's like, I don't want to be like every other girl and just take from you. I'm going to do this. Right? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it was my baby and I just was like, I, I, I got myself in this mess. I'll get myself out. So. I just did what I had to do. That was a really hard time yeah, was for very-
3: me because I thought she was my soulmate. And man, you know, me who my mental health issues believes is like, you know, the universe is going to come crashing down around me and the sky is falling. The sky fell that day and it came out of nowhere. And you just kept telling me, no, we're just going to take a break till I get myself yeah, out of this. Yeah. I, but I'm not having you pay for it.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And for me, I was very conflicted because I'm like, yeah, but then you're abandoning me.
1: I it felt like I was like, right. but I was like, no, but I, I'm not, I didn't feel right about like having him take on right. all this stuff that wasn't yours. So. Which no, I,
3: I don't know another girl who would have done that. They would just said, okay, yeah, if you can help me out and take, take care of it. Great. And she just didn't. And, and she kept also assuring me this isn't forever. This is just a break in my oh, mind. Yeah. It's forever. <laughs> it's dead. It's no way. And it's the first time I'd ever been in a tank. Really, really in the tank because I'm like, man, this is like, I finally got like this this soulmate of mine who I did believe was like set up through God. Because we are like, you have to get me and you have to get Rosie. And if you get us, you really understand how special we are. And we got each other. And, you know, all of a sudden it's gone. And I don't hear it's just a break. I hear it's forever to the point where I said, well, I don't even want to be in California anymore. And I'm so heartbroken. I need to start something for myself, a a new life for myself. And I moved to Arizona. And the day before I left, Rosie came over to the house to tell me, hey, I got my ship straight. I'm ready to get back. And I said, well, if you're going to get back, it's going to have to be in Arizona because I've moved. And that was really hard. Rosie started crying. I don't see her cry a lot. She started crying. And, it, you know, I made my decision, and, and uh, she said, well, I told you it was just a break. I guess I'll have to start coming to Arizona. Excellent. Nobody knows, but, you know, last football season, every single week, Rosie flew to Arizona from Wednesday to Friday or Saturday. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Every week, and fought to get me back, which was yeah. huge. Yeah,
1: they put the time in. Right?
3: Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. and eventually said to me, now, back it up here. When Rosie first did break up with me, I went into this horrifically downward spiral. I was already in an odd place because when I wrote Unbreakable, people don't know this, but I, I stopped all my treatment for my mental health illness and, and issues, which was all therapy. I do a lot of vitamins and IVs and things like that and different therapies. I've usually have three therapists, but I work at my mental health. I stopped it all to be in as dark a place as I could be. So when I wrote Unbreakable, it was so authentic. This is what depression feels like. This is what anxiety feels like. This is what ADHD feels like. And it took a long time to try and get myself out of that hole. Um And I did that for everybody sitting at home. So I can describe it and give it words. So you all have the words to be able to, you know, use moving forward and have conversations with people. So still trying to come out of that. And then this happened with Rosie. I really went off the deep end and it forced me to really go get help that I needed to change habits forever. And I look now and say, if we didn't break up, we probably wouldn't have made it because I really learned how, you know, in that time, I went to Thailand and I you learned... a lot of
1: work on yourself. I did, a lot, sure. myself, sure. right? you did yeah. a lot of work on myself.
3: You did a lot of work on yourself. Yeah. You, yeah. Had, you had a... We had different issues,
1: but yeah. But like that
3: you weren't worthy of it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Right?
1: There was, a, yeah, different things, yeah, for sure.
3: And you did a lot of work. And then you, what did you say to me one day? You're going to put your captain's hat on it. Yeah. What, what is that... What? <laughs>
1: Uh, this is like, I was talking about your destiny when you're like you're choosing your destiny. It's like, you have to be the one that puts the, the captain's hat on and then steer your life the way you want it to go. Even if it's not, you know, initially where you want it, you have to be like on a little, you know, it might be a little canoe boat. Then pretty soon you go to a motorboat then, but you're the one with the ability to take your life in the direction that you want it to go mm-hmm. and your destiny, which is what you're really good at. And so I'm like, well, <laughs> you
3: to do that and say, no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm worthy of this now. So you yeah. put that captain's yeah. hat on and say, no, I am. I'm going to steer my boat into Jay's waters. And for me, I went to Thailand and I learned how to heal that little kid in me, how to feel like the universe wasn't against me. And really there I understood I've been putting all this pain for all these years so I could help others through theirs. And Rosie and I were talking, then we weren't together, but I called her from there and I'm like, oh my God, I am worthy of being loved. I now know why I had this pain. And by the way, I almost had this like when I was out there, this epiphany, like this voice from like God in the universe of, Hey, listen, you, you needed to be in this kind of pain so you could help others through, through theirs. But we need you to understand and see we made all your other dreams come true to keep you afloat. And that changed everything for me. I used to always feel like I was cursed with this, you know, depression, anxiety, and the sky is falling mentality. And now I felt like God blessed me with these mental health issues to help others, because I want to live a life of service. I want to leave something behind in this life. And I know that Unbreakable has saved lives. I've been, we, you and I read messages of people who were going to commit suicide and now didn't because of this book, or people who are so lost now found their way because of this book or this podcast or something I said of somebody, we do a, a, a weekly motivation. And that day, that person needed to hear that message. And if they didn't, they might've made the ultimate wrong decision.
1: You and I get weekly messages like that. all the time.
3: So I understand why we had to do it, right? So so Rosie's coming out every week. And finally, I just kind of wanted to hear from her, hey, I'll move to Arizona. I want to be with you. But I still have my stores back in L.A., so I'm going to have to commute. I just kind of wanted to hear that from her. And once she said that to me, I said, no, I don't want to commute. I want to be with you all the time. Okay, I'll move Mm -hmm. back to
1: California. Fine,
3: I'll do it. All right, I'll move back to California. But it's a place that on the beach that we both love. And we did. And, And we did that. We found a place and man, I felt more in love than I ever could have dreamed. And folks, this is what I want you to understand. Like I'm, I'm 54. Rosie and I, I know she don't like it, but we're both in our fifties. <laughs> it's never too late to find love. And you know, it's, I think we're giving yeah. people hope.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. That's that true.
3: It is never too late. And I've certainly never had a love this deep. I've never been cared for this deeply. I've never just been able to just be with someone without worrying until I met you.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's really it's very like when you find it it's like really like unbelievable and it's great. Found it with you. So <laughs> it's really cool. It's never too late. Never yep, too late, <laughs> never right? Too late. Yeah.
3: And what what what's your feelings on all this stuff? Like you you when I first met you, you were never you wouldn't ever allow yourself to feel like this. What changed?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would always like I wanted it, but then if it got to um I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if I wasn't feeling worthy of it or I would sabotage it. I don't know. It was, it was a thing that I had to go through that I never allowed myself to go deeply into relationships. I was always on the surface. Probably so I wouldn't get hurt, but this is the first time that I actually allowed myself to go in and give love and receive love and to the level that.
3: Why, why was me?
1: Because I, I, I think it was just meant to be. I just knew like, like you and I are like the same kind of Going through the same things, and you're like very vulnerable, and like I just knew when I met you, I was like, "This is the guy I'm supposed to be with," and you're amazing, and I just knew it. I don't know, it's something, it's something you don't know until it happens. So,
3: again, you don't know why things happen during the time. We hadn't broken up, you wouldn't have gotten more help for yourself to yeah. open your yeah. your to heart up some more. I wouldn't have got to do all the work I did in Thailand and with my therapist to learn more. So now we're gonna kind of finish you off here with. The high point for us was our engagement. Now everybody saw that we got engaged in Santa Monica, which is the same spot Mm -hmm. where we had our first date. Uh, But that actually wasn't the case. And nobody knows this.
2: (laughs) Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai, If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase.
4: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at meaningfulbeauty.com.
3: So we did it when I we, we did it publicly when I finally got a ring. But the truth is uh, as I said, the year before, I went to Thailand on a mind, body, spirit journey to really learn how to do breath work and meditation and heal that little kid in me. And, and I was fighting Muay Thai in the jungle, which is fantastic. Oh my God. It was the greatest thing ever with uh, my friend Mike Swick, who fought, was the first ultimate fighter and owns a place out there called AKA Thailand. And another guy named Christian, who's uh, from Sweden, who's great kickboxer. Anyway, but was really about, to. I didn't drink any alcohol. I only ate anti inflammatory foods. I did breathwork and meditation every day. I work with these monks as my therapists. I did all this. And I'm out there, and I took a boat ride one day, and I'm out in the middle of the Siam Sea, in the middle, I mean, an hour and a half away from shore, in the middle of the Siam Sea, and there's this big rock in the middle there, and some the sun was setting, and I look up, and I kind of get in the water, and I just I start having this conversation with God. I start talking to God and having a great moment of healing and peace and some of the stuff I'm talking about of, yeah, you're worthy, man. You just, you had to go through this and so you could help others through there. So it was just this beautiful moment with God where I felt, I really felt the love of the universe and I felt like it was okay. And I came back and I told Rosie about it a year later, this past year, Rosie comes with me back to the same place in Thailand called Kamalaya. And I wanted her to, experience what I experience, it was for her but I disguised it masked it as come out there with me so you can learn these same things from these monks uh, and this breath work and meditation so you can help me along with it I take Rosie out there and she's like
1: I was like but well, this is you know I'm doing it but these monks aren't going to be able to relate because I was you know I'd lost my business and all this stuff so I was like they're not going to know what you know but actually it. it was great. They really do. They're very four like four minutes into yeah, her first group like, meditation. Really I turn they're around
3: really and Rosie is crying <laughs> like crazy. And I'm like, ah, and she's just lost her mother and yeah. she's trying to deal yeah. with that. And yeah. her stores, she's you know yeah. she's down, you know, closed those stores that were giving her problems and it's been a lot that's gone on in her life. She's had yeah. her her condo burned down twice. <laughs> um like, like not once but twice. She's yeah. been through a lot in the shrimp and she just starts hysterical crying and then even these these monks start helping you big time with.
1: They're great. Yeah, they're actually, like, they give you, like, these analogies that you wouldn't, like, expect, but they're really good. They're very right. good. Like The monks right. are, like, really great.
3: Like, I think I've used it here before, where, like, for a great example. Rosie is telling this monk, yeah, I just don't feel worthy of, you know, Jay's love, like, and all these
1: things I had so many crappy things happening right. to me, like, with the, just everything, everything, everything. So when the good things started happening at Jay and was, like, you know, all these good things, I felt, like, unworthy or, like, even worried that, like, oh, God, something bad's going to happen, you know, because I was in that little...
3: That, that was happening. your story. That and was your that racket. That was my right.
1: it was my racket I was running. With so this monk in, says oh,
3: to her, Rosie, what's, what's your favorite food? And you say...
1: The it, R&D chicken sandwich. Yeah. chicken sandwich a <laughs> really place called R&D. The
3: and the monk literally says... You love that chicken sandwich? She said, yeah. You get great pleasure out of that chicken sandwich? Yeah. When you're eating that chicken sandwich, you think anybody else thinks you shouldn't enjoy that chicken sandwich?
1: You're not worthy of the chicken sandwich? And you said? No. (laughs) I was like, she goes, are are you just enjoying like, like what happens, you know, you get another bite of, are you worried that the person over at the other table is thinking that you're not worthy of that chicken sandwich that you're eating? And I was like, No. She goes, Are you just enjoying your chicken sandwich until it's gone? And I was like, Yeah, I'm doing the prize and stuff. And she's like, Well, this is this she is said, your this your, is your life. This is your, your, your life, life is the that chicken, chicken sandwich. sandwich. So enjoy it. Don't don't worry about what anybody yeah. else is like over there worried that you don't deserve that or you shouldn't have that or the fries or because you 'cause you're not thinking that when you get your favorite meal, you're just eating it and enjoying it. She's like, That's this. Your My, life's the chicken sandwich.
3: Your life is the chicken sandwich. And it so, changed everything for Rosie. She literally oh looked God, at wow. like, yeah. That's
1: a really cool. Right. Okay, right. right. Yeah, Nobody's
3: against me. Yeah. This. Like, nothing, yeah. There's like nothing journey against journey. me. Yeah. And, she, and it changed Rosie. Yeah. And it changed her so much. I saw this huge change where I take her on a boat ride, totally different boat coming, totally different place, everything. And all of a sudden we're getting the sunset. And I look, we come over these rocks and I look over and I go, oh my God, we're at the same exact spot I was at last year when I was having that talk with God, oh, my God, I never thought I'd see that place again. Oh, my God. I said, baby, this is the place I told Maybe. you about. This is the place. This is where I told you I had that talk with God. She's like, well, it's literally in the middle of the Siam Sea, and this, oh, like, rock God, comes beautiful. up. And there could be any other place we could have been, They're a different boat company. We're in the same exact place. And I turned to Rosie, and I said, baby, I promise you, I'll always love you, admire you. Appreciate you most of all. I will always take care of you and love you. I guess I'm asking you to marry me. <laughs> and she says, well, what? Well, uh, well, 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 are you? And I go, uh, yeah, 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 I am. I am. I'm going to ask you to marry me. Like, I wasn't expecting it, but it's the same <laughs> I place. I was
1: like, oh, what? <laughs> and yeah. She says, I said, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes.
3: Well, I didn't have a ring. So we had, uh, the, we had cutlery and there was a string around the cutlery. So I pulled the string off the cutlery and I put that on her finger and she wore that for a couple of weeks without anybody knowing that we were engaged. We didn't tell anybody. She had this little piece of string around her finger. I'm not going to show off that we I got the, uh, engaged to Rosie with a little piece of string on her finger. I'm going to look like the cheapest bastard who ever lived. So it really wasn't until we went out, we went ring shopping, we did it all and we got her ring. And then I said, let's go back to, you, the original spot of our first date. And I got down on my knee and I did a proper engagement. That's when the world found out that we were engaged, but we were actually engaged for, for two weeks earlier. But it was earlier. a beautiful
1: engagement and one that could only happen like once in a lifetime. And once in a really lifetime. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you're really amazing too. So uh, thank you, baby.
3: <laughs> uh, again, this is, you know, I, I hope we've given people hope. I hope we've given people the, the ability to say, wow, there, there is, it, it is never too late. And also know that by Rosie's story. It's never too late to reinvent yourself. Never too late to make a change, right? And I hope we've also taught more than anything with your partner. Lean into them and make sure they know, I got you. I'm not going anywhere. I got you. And really make them understand. And then the other thing that Rosie and I really do, right, some of our lessons, I am very vocal to Rosie about what I need. Baby, I need you to hear this. This is what I need from you. And you listen. And same thing. She will come to me and say, hey, I'm really uncomfortable with this. Jay, I need, I need you to hear me on this. This is what I need from you. So be very vocal. I, we hear a lot of couples say, yeah, he's not going to understand. Yeah, he's not going to listen. Yeah, she won't understand me. You don't know that until you actually sit down and tell them, hey, I really need you to hear me here. I'm in a lot of pain. And we've had somebody that we knew who was one of the most beautiful women we've ever seen in our lives basically tell her she was about to kill herself and she's in a happily married relationship. And I said, he needs to understand your pain. And she said, he won't. I said, well, he needs to, you deserve that. And we called them over and said, Hey man, you need to read the third chapter of my book that, that lays out. This is what it feels like to have this anxiety and this depression, what it feels like and what it feels like inside just so you understand her because man, you deserve to understand her and she deserves for you to be her best teammate. And, he, at that t- time, said, oh, I didn't realize it was this bad. O- okay, and did, and, you know, they're great. But really, a lot of times, the people we're closest to, we hold the most things back from. Give them the grace of being your best friend. Give them the grace of being your teammate. Really tell them everything you're going through. And don't say, oh, I don't want to put more on them. No, that's what marriage is about. That's what relationships are about. So you have the ultimate teammate walking this walk together with you.
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I love that. So uh
3: baby, I loved having you on. I love showing you to the world. It was fun. It's been fantastic. But anything else you want to add of something you've learned from us or
1: um I just think that the communication is really like our communication this the second go around is much better. So like that's the best thing that we give each other is like now we're communicating right. and making sure that we're like make sure the other one knows like, right. like what you just said. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. It's been really good.
3: And, and I want you to know also like, I've had a lot of meltdowns to you. Has it ever gotten too much?
1: No, no. Right. it's no, but, but if it does, then, you know, you just take a little, like, you know, get a little moment and then come back and reset. But no, it's like, right. I, yeah.
3: But my point is people think, Oh, it's gonna be too much. And this other person is going to leave. Right. No, 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 yeah, right.
1: no. Yeah. That's, that's it. You just have to assure them and
3: reassure them, reassure yes. them
1: and, and, you know, reassure them. Cause that's right. the, we've been
3: on and off to get together now for three years and she still reassures me yes. and she may have to for the rest of her life.
1: And the meltdowns are like, part of it. Like, so they make you grow. They make you grow closer because you can make it through it. Cause like right. sometimes there people are fearful. Like if this happens, the person's going to break up with you or it's going to end the thing, but like bumpy roads just make you stronger. And if your relationship's not strong enough to make it through these bumpy roads, then it's not that strong of a relationship. And
3: it's not strong enough yeah. to make it through storms. I, of blood.
1: Through the storm. Yeah. Right. So it's like, if, start if, with
3: the bumpy roads yeah. and then make sure you get through those. So you could together yeah. hold each other's hands yeah. And get through the storms of life. Nobody more than I'd rather go through these storms of life Aww. with than you.
1: Thank you, babe. Thank you.
3: Everybody, that is my beautiful fiance, Rosie Tennyson. One half of the Tennyson twins, the better half. No, Renee, i will kill me <laughs> <for> <laughs> <me>. uh, <laughs> Better clean
1: that up. <laughs> better
3: clean that up. But, but also I did the, the great part for me is I do get a sister. Yeah, you did. Renee is amazing. She's nice. been fantastic and it's One strange. thing you do is you don't get between two nope. twins. Nope. You make sure that you foster that relationship more yeah. and more and more because they start in the womb.
1: Yeah. And you
3: two are survivors. Yeah. Again, you're yeah. survivors. And that's you how survived you yeah. that place in Idaho yeah. and these journeys and all these, yeah. you guys are survivors. Yeah. You're the American dream and you're my dream. Aw, thank
1: you, baby. I love you, love baby. You. Love you
3: too. Folks, this was the best guest I've ever had on Unbreakable. <laughs> hope you enjoy it over the holidays. I hope we have given you all some hope and some lessons for you all.
4: in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
2: Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms.